this very detailed image in my head of great, locked, white gates being opened by a little cross-shaped key with Jesus on it. <laughs> it must have come from a film strip. <laughs> I'm sure it was done by the same artist who illustrated my children's Bible and my gory book of saints. Why did Jesus die on the cross, was the question. To open the gates of heaven, came the answer. And that served me pretty well back then. It was tidy and bloodless, and it put everything nicely in the past. Now I could go to heaven when I died. Thank you, Jesus. But that story also created an image of Easter that really didn't have much to do with my everyday life, from birth to death. It made Easter about the afterlife. It didn't suggest that as soon as Easter happened, something profound changed on this earth. Life, we would make the seven-hour drive twice a year to visit her there. And because it was before the invention of handheld electronic devices, I had very little to do on those visits. So to keep myself entertained, I explored. And believe me, there wasn't much real estate at hand. So I peeked in the drawers and hampers and pulled out the few ancient toys that were available, and I swung on the porch swing on the tiny porch, and I prowled through the seven rooms that made up her house. And that's how I found the mug in the bathroom. It was printed with this saying, an Irish toast. Here's to you and me and the space between us. Should one of us depart, let it not be you nor I, but the space between us. I think I was about nine when I figured out what that meant. And it made me laugh. And then I forgot about it for 45 years. Until a few weeks ago, as I was gathering up my thoughts about the cross, like a priest does during Lent, and up came that old Irish toast unbidden. Here's to you and me and the space between us. Should one of us depart, let it not be you nor I, but the space between us. And it occurred to me that that was the theology of Easter the theology of the cross and the resurrection. Or maybe God actually is Irish, as some of my ancestors suspected, I'm sure. <laughs> Why did Jesus die on the cross, came the question. To remove the space between us, came the answer. To remove the painful emptiness that can lie between us and God and us and one another. To remove it by filling it with something else, the presence of God. I think that has been God's agenda from the beginning, since that first moment when humanity discovered the distancing qualities of the knowledge of good and evil. Now this past year, the space between us has taken on a very particular quality, it is at least six feet 
it requires a mask. For more than a year, the space between us has been cemented between thresholds that kid out of race and difference and fear, out of violence and terror and power. It's between us and him, between us and God, and he chose to fill that space, to heal that breach with forgiveness, with mercy. His death should have been the final departure, the great cutting of the ties between God and humanity. It should have sent us careening back to the formless void. But instead, Jesus' death and resurrection became a return, a healing of the breach, a recreation of the world where he could be discovered again and again, recognizable, alive, and everywhere. Each Easter vigil invites us again to convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, Paul could have added, neither shipwrecks, nor arguments, nor broken relationships, nor jail time, nor stonings, nor beatings, nor temptations, nor slightly oversized egos can separate me from the love of God, for all those things were his to bear. You can insert your own list here. How might the quality of the wounds the chasms and distances that we might list change if we live in this way. In the promise of Easter, that blessed assurance that God fills the space between us. We know the list itself doesn't go away, but something about the quality of the space it describes changes. Where there was despair, there is hope. Where there was death, there is life. Where there was suffering, there is beatitude. To live in this way is a choice, because we always have a choice. It is something we can believe in or not. The very same life can be lived in an Easter way or a non-Easter way, we live as though, we can live as though at a distance from God, or we can live in the presence of God. And that can be terrifying, as those women discovered when they discovered the empty tomb and ran off and told no one at first. But Jesus who fills that presence, who is that presence of God with us, is always there to be discovered. To live in the presence of God is to begin to see Jesus appearing everywhere, not shut tight in Bibles or theology books or behind church doors, but in faces, 
and in conversations, in silences and in song, in longings and belongings, even written on the side of an old mug in a bathroom of a tiny house in a distant memory. Here's to you and me and the space between us. Should one of us depart, let it not be you nor I, but the space between us. Happy Easter. <laughs>